today. The Seattle police chief resigns after a slashed police budget, a shooting outside the White House yesterday, and black leaders tell Joe Biden, pick a black female VP or lose. We've got a lot coming up, and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez today joined by once again, America's favorite cowboy, Chad Prather, host of the Chad Prather show on Blaze TV. Good to be back. Denim on, is it denim? It's denim on denim. Denim on denim. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just thought I'd Tuxedo point in certain areas of the country. <laughs> with, uh, it's a, oh, there they are with the with the, the, with the red shoes yeah, that he's been flashing around the studio this week. <laughs> uh, also joined by Grant Stenchfield, host of Newsmax's Saturday Report. Thanks for being here as well. Good to see you Saturday. Good to see. Uh, well, I said good to see you Saturday because you're going to be with me. Saturday. Yes, I am. I am. Yes, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so let's get to what's going on in Seattle. I find it to be very interesting. Seattle Police Chief Carmen Best, who of course has denounced the mob rule going on in Seattle uh, that has been going on since all of these Black Lives Matter protests started. I'm sorry, Black Lives Matter riots started uh, and has, of course, been targeted by aggressive protesters. She finally announced her resignation last night. Now, this was hours after a city council meeting uh, took place and the city council voted seven to one to cut the police department annual budget by three million dollars, which will reduce the department's force by 100 officers. By the way, uh, most of those 100 officers are people of color. So uh, Black Lives Matter doing what they do best, getting minorities out of jobs, apparently, because we've got a bunch of minority police officers who will now be out of a job and the black female police chief who has been pushed to resign, uh, of course, because of council actions. Chad, your thoughts? You know, I've always said when we build a wall on the southern border that there are certain places we need to build a wall around that, too. And in certain sections of Seattle and certain, you know, certainly Portland and some of the bigger cities in California and things like that, because it's an it's insane. I'd say let them have it. You want it? Let them have it. Give them their little area. Give them their spot. Let them do their thing and give them six weeks and it'll be. They'll all murder each other. It'll well, remember, all be done. I mean, yeah, Chaz, Chop. I mean, well, that lasted five days before the fir- first homicide. So, you know, let them have it. They, you know, the, the issue is authority, right? People don't want authority. But you can't have authority unless you're under authority. And at some point in time, you're going to be placed under authority. So uh, I would much rather have somebody that's there with authority over me to serve and protect than, you know, to have the warlord who's going to take over the streets, which is exactly what's going to happen in just a matter of time Mm -hmm. if you continue these shenanigans. I will remind everybody, Black Lives Matter was started by three Marxist lesbians that have no intention of doing anything for the black community. In seven years, they've raised a billion dollars, and they're not doing anything for communities such as this. Mm, Grant. No, well, one, he's right, and it's going to organizations that fund the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. Many, uh, much of the money being raised by Black Lives Matter. But what makes me sad is that, all right, you push out Carmen Best, a police chief who, by the way, is not some conservative law and order no, police chief. This really. is, a, is about as liberal as a police chief as it gets. So now you push her out. And as you mentioned, Sarah, you're going to have all of these officers who are going to be out of a job, mostly minority officers. There was a push a long time ago and still is in many cities to hire minority officers. So we wanted more minority, our police department to be more representative of the community we serve. Fine. So Seattle goes and clearly does that. 
And so now these officers are, are going to be let go. Maybe it'll be attrition that, that mm. they leave through. But either way, my heart goes out to the officers who are sticking mm. around. Yeah. And do I really want to tell those officers to leave? I, I've said I'd have real problems. My son going into law enforcement today, not because I don't think it's a noble job. It certainly is. But because I'm more afraid of what City Hall will do to him mm -hmm. than some thug on the street will do to him. I know when he gets older, he'd be able to handle himself against the thug. You can't handle yourself against a liberal mayor. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you tell the city? If you tell every police chief to every police officer to leave, well, you leave good Americans who are hungry for law enforcement to be there for them out to dry. So I feel sorry for the officers that are sticking around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is a great point because it certainly will affect the uh, the recruits that come in after that. What kind of what kind of people are you going to to get at that point if you're pushing away all of the officers who are doing the right thing? That's my new phrase of the week. You can fight a thug. You can't fight a liberal mayor. I'm telling you, <laughs> those are wise and true words. Uh, and they're being proven uh, day in and day out in these cities. Uh, I know so many police officers in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, good men and women who just, they say, man, I'm done. Okay, I just can't do this anymore. We have no support. We can't yeah. go out and do it. So I can, uh, you know, and that's Texas. I can only imagine what places like Seattle are experiencing. And let me remind everybody, that's a beautiful city. It's a beautiful place, beautiful food, beautiful culture, beautiful people. But golly, bureaucracy sure has a way of tearing things apart, doesn't it? Yeah. It's insane. You, you know, you mentioned uh, Chaz. Do you, do, you, do you guys remember when they thought that they were autonomous? Mm -hmm. And they were like, we want to form an autonomous zone. Oh, wait, that means we have to be self-sufficient. Never mind. <laughs> right. We don't want to form an autonomous zone. Please continue bringing us food and water. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Funny how things change. And by the way, they built a wall around it, and they were checking IDs to get in and out of <laughs> yeah. it. I mean, <laughs> like uh, uh, I was told that was racist. Yeah. Right. I was told that was racist. Uh, all right. So President Trump got caught in kind of a, a weird moment yesterday. He was giving a media briefing, uh, and in the middle of the media briefing, he was stopped by the Secret Service, who indicated that gunshots had been fired outside of the White House. Here is a little bit of what that looked like. It looks like they're just about going to be topping records, hopefully sure. soon. Excuse me? <laughs> Love it. Now, I, we were talking, uh, I was talking to, to Chad about this earlier. The, the reports that surfaced first, of course, you never know the accuracy of the reports, but, you know, they said shots fired outside the White House. They said the Secret Service had actually shot someone who had come close to the White House with a gun, but then Chad said, uh, Chad, you said later that- Yeah, they, there was no just, firearm found on the person, right. but he did make a drawing motion as he charged Secret Service and he went into a firing position. So they shot him in the torso. Uh, yeah, the, so, that, so that's the situation. And the interesting thing that I heard earlier today is there are certain people in the media who are actually questioning whether or not Don Trump set this whole thing up. Like this was staged in order to make him look good. So so that's power right there. Yeah. If you can tell the Secret Service, hey, go find a bum to charge you so you can shoot him. Right. Shoot to wound him, right? Yeah. Just so we can interrupt this whole thing and the cameras will go off and it gives us a moment and I can come back out and say, do I look rattled? 
Which he did. Okay, so Chad just referenced uh, afterwards President Trump. You got to give kudos to him for coming back out, starting the press conference over, uh, and you know answering questions as dumb as they may have been. Here, here was a little bit of what that looked like. In a little while, we'll have a full report. Are you rattled by this at all, Mr. President? I don't know. Do I seem rattled? <laughs> it's uh, unfortunate that this is a uh, world, but the world's always been. A dangerous place. I only live in the most secure building in the entire <laughs> world, surrounded by men who will kill you if you come anywhere near me. No, the president is not rattled by this. I mean, that's crazy. Well, what's funny is he's, when, when they tell him, he's just like, oh. Yeah. And he walks <laughs> off with him, you know. Very calmly. Do you know what it reminded me of, though, as a, as a TV host, and I'm sure you've been there? Where something happens in your ear, uh-huh. the, you lose prompter, and then you don't know, should I tell the viewers that something's wrong, right? right. I don't know if you've been there on your show. Should I tell them I'm yeah. wrong? Or should I just try to fake it to get there? Well, Trump just kind of faked it to get there and then leaves. I would rather him have just turned and said, hey, there's a little situation outside the White House. The Secret Service, they, they get very reactive about stuff like this and protecting me. I got to leave. I'm going to come yeah. right back. Yeah. Right? It, you have the president pulled out instantly. You're thinking 9-11. Yeah. You know, right. you're thinking this is the president just got pulled out of a live press conference. Well, and there and there were people who pointed out you can hear the Secret Service agent say shots fired. Uh, so then people start speculating yeah. on that. And that's not a good situation for anyone. No. Uh, so what are your thoughts, Grant, on what what Chad brought up, which is the you know, the latest conspiracy theory that Donald Trump, apparently the dumbest man on the face of the planet to the left, but also at the same time, a complete mastermind at everything that he does, concocts some crazy uh, plan to make a shooting up. At the White House, I guess. Well, Chad's right. This is what they do on every story out there, whether it's Russian collusion mm-hmm. and he's a bumbling idiot, yet he's a mastermind when it comes to rigging elections and yeah. all of these things. So uh, that's utterly ridiculous. I mean, how do you even respond to a stupid-ass mm-hmm. story like that? <laughs> Come on. Like, the president's going to do that? And, and it doesn't make any sense, and they're grasping at straws, but they'll throw that stuff out there because I promise you there are those on the left that will believe it. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll literally believe it, and they'll only believe it because Don Lemon told them it was true. Yeah. And I'm here to tell you, anything that comes out of his mouth, do not believe it's true. It's the opposite that should be happening. Right. But this is what we're up against. They just make up lies. When the truth does not work for you, you're only left with one other option, and that's to lie. Mm-hmm. Make up stories. Yeah. Constitution doesn't work for you. They don't believe it exists. So... Make up lies. Yeah. Um, what what are your thoughts, Chad, on Donald Trump? When, when was it? The, the end of last week when he made the comment that, uh, you know, he may be doing more things from inside the White House because Might he had some. so much. Yeah. In the days to come. Yeah. There were a lot of people out there who. A lot of rich people. A lot like of rich him. people. A lot of influential people with a lot of money. And so you might not be seeing that much of me anymore. I don't know. I think that's some of the. Uh, <laughs> That's some of Donald Trump's theatrics that go on. He, you know, here's a guy who can sit on the toilet at three in the morning and tweet something out uh, and control the news cycle yes. for 36 hours. He knows the power he wields. He's like a laser pointer to cats. And, and they're, they're all over it. They run all over the place. You know, they're trying to find, trying to get to what he means. I mean, what is he saying? What, what is this? And they, they, they parse every verb and they diagram every sentence that he says. And it's just Donald Trump being Donald Trump. He knows how to play him. I mean, for instance, you talk about, well, I don't know. Do I seem rattled? Had he said yes, 
Well, we know what would have happened there. Right. Had he just said no, they would have questioned that. Mm-hmm. So he had to throw it. I mean, that's that's the genius, if you will, of Donald Trump, of being just the master troll that he is. So when he says things like that, now I didn't just say no. I gave you something to talk about right. for another two days. Yeah. I mean, hell, we jumped right on and made a T-shirt of it. <laughs> I mean, we we capitalized on it. We jumped right on it and said, do I see him rattle? And there's Donnie T on the shirt. Yeah, which you can get. <laughs> we don't waste time, Chad. man. Watchchad.com for <laughs> that shirt. We've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor this segment, iTarget Pro. Uh, so, you know, some of you may still be living in places where you can't get to the gun range uh, or you got to go through all these crazy steps and wear a mask and go do all these things. Well, you're in luck because iTarget Pro, you can practice your firing with your own personal weapon from the comfort of your own home. It is one of the best ways to dry fire train with your gun and you can use their proprietary app. You download it to your iPhone uh, or whatever phone you have. And the laser bullet that they have. Yes, I said laser bullet, and it is as cool as it sounds. It will pay for itself in the money that you will save in not only ammunition, but gun range fees and uh, dry fire training. It helps develop muscle memory. It helps with target reaction speed. It helps with trigger function. You know, every gun, every pull is different. My 380 that I have, it feels like it literally takes 10 million years to pull the trigger, and you gotta stay sharp with your firearms these days, because even if you live in the suburbs, you never know when some Black Lives Matter riot is going to come start in your neighborhood, and you gotta be prepared. We can do that with iTarget Pro. Yeah, no, don't don't be don't be like the St. Louis gun couple. The McCloskeys. Yes. They don't knock the McCloskeys. Those are, those the McCloskeys. Are my, they, they've been great and heroes now. They need a training. They just need some training. They just need some training. They are, uh, yeah. I feel bad. No, they're, I do too. Yeah. But they did need some training. Uh, you got to go to itargetpro.com. You can get 10% off right now, plus free shipping if you use the offer code NEWS. I'm telling you guys, it pays for itself. It's so fun. You can turn it into a family affair, have everyone out in the living room and do a little target practice, a little com- friendly competition there. It is itargetpro.com slash news. Back in a minute. All right. Breaking news. As of the time of this taping, uh, we talked about at the beginning of the show, I said Democrat. It was a list of black people, black men who had signed a letter who were like, you better pick a black VP female Joe Biden or you're going to lose. Well, apparently uh, Joe Biden listened to them. He just finally announced today, this afternoon, who his vice presidential pick is and the drum roll, please. Let's watch. All right. And there it is. It is officially a Joe Biden, Kamala Harris ticket. Joe Biden just tweeted out as well. I have the great honor to announce that I've picked Kamala Harris, a fearless fighter for the little guy and one of the country's finest public servants as my running mate. Uh, Back when Kamala was attorney general, she worked closely with Bo. I watched as they took on big banks, lifted up working people and protected women and kids from abuse. I was proud then and I'm proud now to have her as my partner in this campaign. Um, It's really weird because I didn't see him mention all of 
of the minorities that she put in jail for lengthy sentences. But I guess he just kind of skipped over that. Uh, I'm going to follow the NRA's lead. He clearly did not write that tweet. No, no. It's in complete (laughs) sentences. It's written in complete sentences. That's what the NRA said about one of his tweets before. This is a nightmare. And, And as a Second Amendment guy, Kamala Harris is, you can't even call her anti-gun. She wants the Second Amendment repealed. Uh, She has worked most of her career to disarm the law-abiding and give felons a pass when it comes to gun crimes. Um, This is bad news on that front. It's bad news for anybody who likes freedom. Mm. And this woman, she's, she's been open about what she wants for America, and she wants a bigger government out to control you and to control your every move. And so he picks Kamala Harris because it checks a few boxes. One, color and sex. Yeah. Right. That's how you pick a VP today. Fine. Democrats have at it because let's now go have a debate on the issues. Mm -hmm. Well, she's not black. And that's the problem. So the AP on November 9th, 2016, Mm. wrote a story, the headline of which says in the Business Insider, it says California's Kamala Harris becomes first Indian American U.S. senator. So I guess based on what those black guys said, he ain't going to win because she ain't black. But again, you know, he is the authority on who's black and who's not black, if you remember. Well, wasn't it wasn't it her that that, like they someone published a story about how her ancestors in Jamaica owned slaves? Mm -hmm. That was her. Yeah. And even yeah. And even her father came out and saying, no, 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 you're not. You're you're Jamaican. You're not black. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you're not African American. So you can't claim that. Well, it's, I mean, you are what you say you are. <coughs> These days, well, I mean, if, if, I mean if you're up for VP, I guess you can determine you're a lot of things. But I mean, I remember the first. I think it was the first debate, the Democratic debate. She really busted him in the cojones quite a bit over the over the busing thing, right? Mm-hmm. She really came at him and she said, "Look, I don't think you're a racist, but you've done a lot of racist stuff in your life, Joe." Well, we've seen him say a lot of racist things uh, over time, and it's just gotten worse. It's like, what can he say this week that's racist? Mm-hmm. So I just go back to the fact she's. She she ain't black. Yeah. You ain't black. How, how do you think, Grant, how does this dynamic play out? Because as Chad just brought up, they were, she. well, I shouldn't say they were going at each other. She was going at him hard in those primaries. Joe's been around politics long enough to know it's a big boy game, and that's what happens during primary races. Look at mm-hmm. President Trump and all the people that were throwing, throwing, oh, yeah. throwing bombs at him and are yeah. now part of his administration now. I mean, that's just the way politics plays. I think for Joe Biden, though, what is the bigger concern is Kamala Harris could overshadow him. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden, I know we joke about not getting a sentence together. He cannot get no. a sentence out in a, in a complete fashion. Yeah. Kamala Harris is going to overshadow Joe Biden. And if you're running for president of the United States, you don't want your vice president overshadowing you. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be the president of the United States, not her. Um, so there's that dynamic. And I don't think Joe Biden's going to be happy when he sees Kamala Harris out there running around spouting her mouth off and he's still stuck in his basement. Mm. Can you have a successful Democrat campaign in 2020 running on a ticket where your vice president is known as being tough on crime. This is a fluke, though. She wasn't tough on crime. But she's known she's, she's, as she being She was pegged as being That's tougher on crime for a Democrat. But right. This is not a woman who's tough on crime. And so... But to, I, but to the Democrats, but to the Democrats, to the Democrats holding she, anyone accountable for law-breaking is not fla- allowed. They'll flip-flop on this. So they'll just totally ignore all of that because it worked when they wanted to pin her that way. Mm-hmm. Now they'll just change reality. This is what Democrats do. They just change the truth For to whatever story they want. Yeah. And uh, 
So look, while, while gun felons are running around free in California, I will tell you that Kamala Harris was, was still a very progressive, I don't even like that word, a liberal district attorney there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chad, yeah. what do you think? Well, I, yeah, I agree with Grant. I mean, it's you just flip-flop the story on what the standard is anymore, right? I mean, when we talk about her being hard on crime, we're talking about people who were smoking marijuana, right, mm-hmm. uh, in California. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that it, and that was such a minor thing, and she was so hard on that, supposedly. That's the way they tried to paint her. And now they'll just flip it, and they're just forgetting any of that stuff exists, and that's the problem that we have, because there's no standard anymore. Mm-hmm. So no standard of truth. You can't... The rules of the game always change. I would love for a reporter to literally ask Kamala Harris, Senator, what do you think when Joe Biden says, if you're not black and you don't vote for me, you ain't black? What do you think that he says African-Americans don't have the diversity of Latinos? Mm-hmm. Is that not racist coming out of an old man's mouth? Like, I want someone to literally put her on record asking, what did you think when Joe Biden said that? And I want to watch her dance around that. Mm-hmm. And it'll be comedy. Well, yeah. I, don't, I don't know who in the mainstream media would have the guts to ask that Nobody's question. Nobody's going to ask that. Nobody's Nobody going to do You know, I've said over and over again, I want to do a comedy sketch of, of what it would look like in a debate and the softball questions that would come to Joe Biden compared to what they would ask of Donald Trump in that situation. Because they'd be like, did your leg hairs really lay down in the water? <laughs> I mean, you know, it'd be that kind of nonsense that would go on. They're not going to ask any real questions to either one of them. What is it? I'm trying to, to, to figure out in my head what a Pence... Harris debate looks like. And I can't even, I mean, Mike Pence is just Kamala so... Harris is not dumb. Don't, no, don't she's not at all. She's and she, I she mean, will she's be a very bulldog. formidable. She will be very formidable on yes. a debate stage. And, and, and Pence I'm glad, is so well-mannered. I'm glad Kamala Harris is not debating President Trump. I mean, yeah. I mean those two would go at it back and forth and, and you know, the fireworks would be there. Um, she will be a tough debater. Mm-hmm. For Mike Pence. Mike Pence is such a nice guy, but he's also a smart guy. You know, he is totally underestimated. He may be the most underestimated vice president in the history of the United States. You don't hear much about him. But right. behind the scenes, that guy is doing a lot to keep America, one, safe and keep this country on track. But that's what I worry about is that he, it's all behind the scenes and people don't see well, it. Well, and, and Mike Pence doesn't have the personality that American politics demands right. right now. So, you know, Donald Trump's changed the game for all of that. It's not about what necessarily comes out of your mouth. It's the perception of it. Kamala dancing down the street with the, you know, doing the thing and her big laugh that she does. And when Chuck Schumer got onto her for laughing at an inappropriate time, she rolls her eyes at Chuck, you know, that kind of thing is what people look at. Those are the sound bites and the clips and the media spots that people remember. Mike so stoic, you know, the yeah. vice president is so stoic, but he's so smart. And if you'll just listen, but I said it on yesterday's program, people don't know how to think critically or with any complexity of thought anymore. So to listen to someone versus to watch somebody shenanigans, unfortunately, that's where we're at in American politics today. Yeah. Well, I just hope that uh, maybe her PR person told her just laugh just a little bit less. Like you don't have to laugh at every single thing that you ever say, maybe because it's a little bit creepy. Uh, We've got more coming up. First, we want to thank our sponsor, this segment, Home Title Lock. So uh, you may not know this, but there's a little crime and it's called home title theft. And the FBI calls it one of the fastest growing crimes in the country. So what happens is that your home's title is kept online like everything is these days. And that means that it is sitting out there vulnerable for a cyber thief to just come in and grab it 
off the internet, and then they can forge your name on the deed, uh, stating that the, you've actually sold your home, and then they can refile as the new owner, and all of your equity, all of your retirement nest egg just goes just like that. It vanishes. Uh, they can literally evict you from your own home before you even know that they've gone and pretended like it's sold. I know it sounds like this crazy Lifetime movie, but it's real, and what's even scarier is that uh, no bank program, no identity theft program, nothing protects you but Home Title Lock. Uh, home Title Lock puts a virtual barrier around your home's title. They, the instant they detect tampering, they will mobilize to shut it down. Now, you've got to go to Home Title Lock, register your address, see if you're already a victim. Don't wait until it's too late. You can manage the situation before it's too late if you go to Home Title Lock and register your address. Use promo code Y, that's W-H-Y, for 30 free days of protection. That is HomeTitleLock.com, promo code Y, HomeTitleLock.com. Vladimir Putin says that Russia has approved the world's first coronavirus vaccine. And he said a vaccine against coronavirus has been registered for the first time in the world this morning. I know that it works quite effectively. It forms a stable immunity. It has passed all the necessary tests. We must be grateful to those who made the very first step uh, important for our country and the entire world. Of course, he wants uh, the international market to get in on it. And he also added that one of his doctors received, I'm sorry, one of his daughters received the vaccine and said that it initially it elevated her temperature, but now she feels well and has a high number of antibodies. No word yet on if she has grown a third arm. Chad. It tastes like a vitamin C. It's vi- it tastes like a lemon. That's some accent. Can you imagine? I wouldn't take anything. Well, I mean, first of all, they can't keep the power on over there, and you don't want to smoke near the Volga River. The thing might ignite. No, his daughter t- says it works. <laughs> exactly. His daughter says it works. He gave it to his daughter. What? Right. No word on whether or not he took it himself. I smoked cigarette in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I can't, no, can't see myself taking that. Yeah. I'm sure I'll be watching Rachel Maddow tonight, and the report will be that President Trump has volunteered to take the Russian, yeah. the, the Russian Chinese virus vaccine. Yeah. Well, right? it will be an interesting conversation because, I mean, how do you navigate that if you're President Trump? Mm-hmm. Uh, you say I right don't bef- trust right Russia. Before, right, right before an election. Yeah, I, I mean, you say I don't trust Russia. And, and, but then Rachel Maddow says President Trump wants more Americans to die because he will not accept <laughs> the vaccine. Mm-hmm. That's like a, that is a total no-win situation for In the president when it comes to the media. In his attempt to distance himself from longtime ally Vladimir Putin. <laughs> He is willing to risk American you know, it, it life. goes yes. both ways. Sarah's point, though, goes both ways. It does. Because now you've got it. Now you've got to put the mainstream media on Russia's side that the vaccine is good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right? So. But as you said, there is no truth. They will play both sides to their advantage. Who is this madal person? <laughs> of which you speak. Uh, Speaking of coronavirus uh, and coronavirus related news, kind of we'll go we'll start domestically. And then if we have time, we can go uh, back to an international sphere of coronavirus. So New York's official count of nursing home residents who died after Andrew Cuomo, of course, forced the facilities to accept coronavirus positive patients could actually be a significant undercount, according to the Associated Press. Uh, They said that New York so far, which, by the way, I'm talking about the New 
York, the same New York whose totals are like what, a third of the entire country's uh, coronavirus deaths? I mean, we're not talking a small amount, even though the mainstream media would lead you to believe that Texas and Florida right. are the ones with the large number of cases. New York uh, still takes the cake for that when you're talking about deaths. And uh, the, New York on- the New York numbers only counts nursing home residents who died on the property uh, in their tally of nursing home fatalities, meaning residents who were transported to a hospital before they died to the virus are actually not being counted in all of these uh, death counts for nursing homes. So the AP says, how big of a difference could this make? Uh, Let's see. Federal regulators have required nursing homes to submit data each week, uh, whether or not residents died in the facility or at a hospital. Because the requirement came after the height of the outbreak, the available data is relatively small, but roughly a fifth of the state's homes reported resident deaths from early June to mid-July, a tally of 323 dead, 65% higher than the state's count of 195 during that time period. So even if half that undercount has held true from the start of the pandemic, that would translate into thousands more nursing home resident deaths than the state has acknowledged. But hey, CNN tells us, Chris Cuomo, in fact, uh, you know, on CNN, yucking it up with his brother with the big giant cotton swab. Uh, CNN would tell us that uh, New York's fine. Dr. Fauci himself would tell you that New York is a great example Mm -hmm. of uh, how to handle this pandemic. Yet uh, the counts should be even higher in New York. Governor Nipple Studs, uh, at what point in time do we who's going to be held accountable for this thing? Right. Trump. Uh, Nobody else. Andrew Cuomo is a mass murderer. Yeah, he's a mass murderer. Let's call it what it is. He did what he did, knowing what he knew. And he still put those people in those nursing homes to the point where your health director pulls the parents out his parents out because he knows coronavirus people, positively infected mm-hmm. people are going in. These people knew what they were doing. That's mass murder. I would call it a serial killer, but I mean, this, I mean, this is mass murder. Yeah. Grant, I feel like it goes to your point uh, that you made earlier that I just referenced, which is Democrats don't have to like they, they don't no, get like, held to their standard. None of this is going to ever matter. Like right. you worry. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. There's going to be twice as many. Well, they don't care. They don't yeah. care. They'll just ignore the whole story. And so now there's a whole push to investigate how this happened, Cuomo. And Cuomo says, we don't need an investigation. And then you go to the, you go to the health department, New York State Health Department website. They've pulled the order down mm-hmm. right. that he had yes. saying put these people into the nursing homes. They've pulled that down, yet still on the New York City Health Department website, the order remains that you don't need masks for kids. They left that up there from the beginning times. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, that's mm-hmm. changed in New York. But they pull that because they're covering for yeah. him. So mm-hmm. they'll have the government cover for him. They'll have the media cover for him. And that's all you need to have cover for you because nobody else will get the story then. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Zealand, across the pond uh, over in New Zealand, they had their largest city actually locked down after a whopping four people tested positive for coronavirus. So four yeah, people. first four people in 100 days. So yeah. they locked her down. Yeah, totally, totally locked back down over sorry, 102 days, mm. I believe, coronavirus free. And now they are uh, they're worried because I think they said that these people had not traveled out of the country. And so now the entire state 
is locked down again, what could possibly go wrong? A bunch of pansies. <laughs> I, I, I'm so sick of people living in fear. They live their lives in fear, and we're doing it in the United States. We're a bunch of wussies. I thought the wussification of America was well underway before the Chinese virus hit. Now I watch everybody scared little nitwits yeah. hiding in their homes. Come on. Well, that's like the, what is it, the Prime Minister of New Zealand is mm-hmm. the Prime Minister or President, Prime Minister, I believe. Prime she says, if, if you're at a level three, make sure you stay home in your bubble. In your bubble. Right. So what's going on in Australia and New Zealand, two very different countries, but a lot of the same things happening. Very big Gestapo tactics, especially in Australia. That's what happens when they take your guns away. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, well, we don't have the mass shootings in Australia that you have down here. Yeah, but guess what? When it comes time for the governor or the government to start dictating to you your rights and your freedoms and stuff, you don't have a right to defend yourself, they can just come right in and shut you down. And that's exactly what's happening. Because, hey, you have no, you've, you've lost your ability to defend yourself. But you're right, man. People have gotten so weak. I, I call it safetyism. It's safetyism. It's the kids that were, we couldn't let them scrape their knee growing up. We couldn't let them, you know, get a black eye from a fight. They didn't stand up to the bully. They were sent to timeout and they went outside to play dressed like the Michelin man with a helmet on. Uh, we were so scared they were, anything was going to happen to them. And now all of a sudden, the, this virus, this pandemic comes along and they're like, oh, oh my God, we're all going to die from this where our insides are going to melt and come out of our orifices, you know, and it's a little sister to the flu. People, you're going to be okay unless you got a governor like Cuomo that's going to stick you in a nursing home and get, infect uh, people who are already got a foot in the grave. Or you weigh 300 pounds. You weigh 300 diabetes. pounds, yeah. Then you well, stay home, but don't make me stay home. That's right. what gets me. I, I'm glad that you brought that up. That's what gets me about all of this is that nowhere in the conversation when uh, all of the experts want to compare numbers, you know, America versus Europe or China or, you know, any of the Asian company, uh, <coughs> countries, nowhere are we talking about the difference in health or obesity right. or, you know, the fact that Americans are sick and they're fat. Right. And uh, why, why would that not be part of the conversation when we're talking about whether or not we're susceptible to a disease? It's just all it's all because Trump's fault. fat is beautiful now. <laughs> we put it on the cover of the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit magazine. It's beautiful. You can't fat shame anybody. How dare you say that obesity is not a good thing? I mean, we, we can't fat shame me. So it's not just a I mean, it's a post science world now. (laughs) It is a postmodern philosophy. It is. I interpret reality as I see fit according to the way I feel. But they used to say science mattered. That was the only thing that mattered. We're supposed to change our entire world because some scientists said that the world was getting too hot or too cold, depending on what year you're asking them. Science is everything. And now science arteries are beautiful now. They are beautiful. They're very slick. Uh, they, they've got some goo in there, which makes it very juicy and juicy is sexy. It's the new sexy. What's that word when you want to get loose? Juicy, juicy. Okay. I think it's time for a break. We'll be back. (laughs) Thank you, Sarah. Researchers from Duke uh, recently developed a very simple method to test the effectiveness, we're talking about the coronavirus earlier, to test the effectiveness of various commonly available masks and alternative face coverings. And they actually found that wearing a neck gaiter may be worse than no mask at all. Which is very interesting to me because, you know, you see all these signs. I was walking in an office building the other day and I saw this sign, no citation, no sources. And it had, you know, the two mouths on each side. And then like both mouths were uncovered and it said 90 percent 
chance of transmission uh, from person to person. And then it went down the line and it was like one person's mouth was covered and one wasn't. But it's, it was all just a face covering. That's all that we hear about, right? A face covering. You have to wear a face covering, a face covering, a face covering is a face covering is a face covering. So, and it's like what we've been saying this whole time. Not, I mean, obviously, these aren't all effective. It's all arbitrary. <laughs> now the research proves it. But again, science doesn't matter. So uh, I'm glad you brought this up because I was walking through the mall, North Park in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And it was crowded. And I was glad to see it was crowded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everybody's wearing their masks, right? Because you have to to go in. Mm-hmm. The hallways are really crowded in the mall. But then they have lines to go in. And like the Lego store, you can have two people in the Lego store. Now my question <laughs> is... If you're wearing a mask, why do you need to social distance? So why can't, if everybody's wearing a mask, why can't everybody just go in the store? Well, that's what they kept telling us was either. Either wear a mask or social distance. But now you're having me wear a mask and social distance. You're killing the economy. I use the Lego store in Dallas because my son loves going in there. Mm Do you know that little tiny store out of what, 1,200 square feet is like the highest grossing Lego store in the country in North Park Mall. They now have to have two people come in at a time in this Lego store and pick out their 1999 Lego or their $800 Lego, whichever it is you yeah. buy them. But two people, that is going to be crushing to the Lego store, to Macy's, to whatever that's keeping people out. Mm-hmm. Only question is there was a line outside of the Louis Vuitton store. I'm like, who the hell yeah. is spending all this money at the Louis Vuitton store unless it's the $600 they get every month, <laughs> every week? And I Sarah. don't know. But she makes big bucks here. That. I mean, she's yeah, I and she deserves every penny of it. <laughs> One percenter. But she's a POC, so shut up. <laughs> but seriously. Okay, so the masks, do, do they make a difference? You know, I, I have a medical professional who lives in my house. I will not say her name. And she loves to say, well, masks do make a difference. Okay, they make a difference, but do they do any good? Because And what kind of mask? I mean, let's, not let's, all masks are created equal. And people, uh, well, I'm not getting into that. But uh, I know a lot about masks. I was in the mask industry for a number of years, right? So I know a lot about masks. It's not a facetious statement. It really is true. Um, Masking tape. Yeah, right? (laughs) I wish you were that simple. I would just tape some mouths shut. Uh, But... Look, I mean, you know, let's take a post-pubescent kid. Let's put a condom on him because we never know what's going to come out of that. Uh, so, you know, but, I mean, is it going to stop fluids? Yes, yeah, going to. I mean, theoretically, yeah, it's going to stop everything that comes out of there. So, will it do some to make a difference? Yeah, that'll make a difference. It blocks fluids. So, okay, I've spent my entire life talking to you, spitting on you. I'm doing it right now for crying out loud. We're having a conversation. There's no telling what's coming so out what of you're me. Saying Should I be is, wearing a mask? Or what you're saying is put a condom over your head. Over right uh, over your entire. Saying? Any more ideas. <laughs> you remember Naked Gun with the old Leslie Nielsen movie and Priscilla Presley where they start making yeah. love and they're wearing their full body condoms That's it. That's right what there? We need. Man, they were prophetic. They knew what was coming and what we really needed. We need we need just need we just need to wrap the whole world in a prophylactic and just go on about our business. She's not old enough to even know that word, probably. <laughs> I, I well she's pregnant, so she obviously doesn't know what it's for. Oh man. I just it just always fun, Grant. It just kills me. <laughs> It just kills me. You look at these studies and you're like, oh, kind of like what we've been saying what did they this say, entire though, the, time. The gator said it didn't block enough, right? The gator came out in big drops. Yes. It hung yeah. in the air yes. longer yes. or something like that. <laughs> yes, exactly. And But again, 
all of the all of the laws, all of these mask mandates that are put into place are completely arbitrary. I mean, my husband looks like he's about to rob a bank every time he goes to the store. He just puts the bandana up and that counts. And I'm like, I don't think that that's protecting anyone from anything. But it's what a lot of people wear. Well, our friend Lisa Page, she's got the the little uh, thing that you breathe right through it. The mesh. mesh. It's got holes all over it. Not that I promote this, but a, a buddy of mine posted a video that had a guy pulling a bong hit. <laughs> this, and, he, and he was wearing his mask. He pulls the bong hit through the mask and then breathes out, and the whole smoke goes everywhere through the mask. Now, if the smoke from that goes through that, you don't think droplets that are micron yeah. in size? Yeah. Right. When you sneeze and blow the force out the sides of these surgical masks are going to get out, mm-hmm. it was a great illustration. Those masks aren't stopping anything. Nah, they're really not, especially when you start talking about the microns of a, of a virus molecule. I mean, you know, I can fart through my jeans and you're going to get crop dusted, so you're going to know what's coming there. That ain't blocking a damn thing. So, I mean, that's, that's just science. Well, and then that's not even talking about the people who, I'm just ignoring that part, uh, who are t- constantly t- they're adjusting right. their mask. And then you're at the grocery store right. and they're touching so, everything. So if you want to do some good, the thing to do is get yourself a full face mask. Covers your eyes, covers everything. And I'm serious, a full face mask with cartridges that you breathe through in and out. Okay, it will protect all of your orifices with the exception of your ears, but that's okay. So you want to wear that and you want to make sure that you get it fit tested because just because you have the mask doesn't mean the mask works for you. You've got to make sure that it is properly sealed and you can't wear a beard because you you, have no beard. So proper PPE means you can't do any of this. So if you're going to get fit tested, you have to have a clean shaven face. (laughs) And if you come in with one of those, I'm punching you in the face. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, that's why. So I've got them. I've got them at the house. You know why? In case, like, you know, yeah. they drop some real crap on us someday. Right. But this, no. But unlike a liberal, <laughs> it won't hurt. Chad will say, "Thank you for waking me up when I punch right. him in the face." Exactly. Instead of a liberal calling the cops, which you know, in there, they they finally want the cops there when I punch him in the face. I'll walk out of there with a crack <laughs> in my full face glass. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. I don't know. I don't know what to do with these guys. True. (laughs) Well, so you could turn that around. Yesterday's poll, are you satisfied with what President Trump has been able to do in the past three and a half years, or are you disappointed that he has not been able to enact more campaign promises? 85, almost 86% of you said you are satisfied. 14% said disappointed. I have to believe that those were liberals taking taking this uh, taking this poll. You know what, I'm disappointed, but it hasn't been President Trump's fault. It, it's been the Democrats that stood in his way of enacting right. some of his campaign principles. So I don't know, does right. that not fit into the poll? Yeah, I don't think that was one of the options was I'm disappointed, but only because of the liberals. Mm. I don't I don't think that was one of the options. (laughs) Today's poll. Will Joe Biden's vice presidential choice have any impact on who people choose to vote for in 2020? That is a great question, especially this year when you got to believe. I mean, how how quick, how long before the vice president becomes the president? If Joe Biden wins six months, when's their convention? (laughs) (laughs) before he even wins i mean listen it's a perfect time for joe to come down with coronavirus i've said this over and over again i think that's gonna happen something's gonna happen 
And then, do, and then does, Kamala, does Kamala take over? Look at Vladimir Putin. We talked about him earlier. Do you really think Joe Biden can hold his own with Vladimir Putin in a conversation or some kind of summit or, or, a, or a, a, a negotiation or a meeting? There's no way. Joe Biden can't hold his own with... With anyone. a teleprompter. Right. So, right. no. With his pet dog, probably. <laughs> there's so. no way. There's, there's no way. What do you think, Grant? I don't know if this has any effect on the election. You know, vice presidential picks usually don't have an effect right. on the election. But um, we've never had a, a president, a, yeah, a, a, a presidential uh, person sure. with his foot this already in the grave. This will be a good poll because this may be one of the few polls that you get a, a 50-50 split on. Yeah, I think it makes a difference. I, I, think, I think she is a game changer in this. Uh, I think that this makes Joe very, very electable now. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, that's terrible. There's a lot of people who think not, but I think it makes him much more electable than, say, a Susan Rice, who I was picking. Mm. All right. Well, let us know what you think. You can go to The Blaze's Twitter. That is, of course, at The Blaze. Gentlemen, thank you for being here. Thank you, Sarah. It's always a pleasure. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Say that. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.